0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the YVR Remo show. Uh, today we're gonna get into home equity line of credits or otherwise known as the HELOC. We've been getting a lot of questions about when to use a HELOC or when not to use a HELOC, especially given the fact that uh, rates are so high right now and you know people are looking for options to maybe save uh, on on penalties to have flexible terms and whatnot. So we're just gonna get into it. Uh, we're really just gonna compare like when to use it and when not to use it. and uh, Really looking forward to this one, so here we go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the first consideration everyone needs to be aware of is like the, the HELOC is, in my opinion, the most flexible product uh, that you can use for real estate financing. Um, reason being, just to explain the HELOC and how it works, you can essentially set up a HELOC even if you don't need it and you can draw funds out as you need them. So if someone was, and we'll talk about this, but if someone was essentially doing a renovation where they don't need all the money at the beginning, that could be a really good, um that could be a really good product because it's gonna save you on the interest because you're only paying interest as you draw it out. That said, there are also no penalties. So even if you had you know, a $50,000 balance on your line of credit, if you had cash, you could go pay it off. There's no penalties and that line of credit doesn't disappear. It stays on your property, it stays accessible as long as the bank doesn't close it uh, for a unique reason. All of that said, uh, you know, with it being the best product, it's definitely not suited for a lot of situations. Um, a lot of people have the, the mindset that there's a myth out there that the HELOC is actually going to be a cheaper product for you. That is 99% of the time not going to be the case. It all depends on interest rates, but just to give you an example, to date stamp this, we're mid-February uh, 2023, and most lines of credit real estate home equity line of credit is priced at prime plus a half. Sometimes you'll get it at prime. Sometimes you'll get it at prime plus 0.25, but typically you're going to be paying prime plus a half, which right now is 7.2%, 7.2% interest, which is ugly. But just to talk about comparison, you're typically getting a variable at about 6% and some fixed rates are even around 4.9, 4.99. So when you look at the interest costs alone, the HELOC is it's going to have a very specific use, but it's typically not going to be for the purpose of saving on interest because the rate is usually going to be higher.
0: Yeah, good point, and it's definitely like uh, it's certainly a different time to look at this. Uh, we I know we touched on this topic probably over two years ago, and you know going back to that episode, if if you did go back into the archives and listen to that one, it would be a lot different uh, than what we're looking at today, just given the fact that you know like to your point, looking at a seven. Uh, you know, north of a 7% rate. But, uh, you know, getting into the pros of why this would be a good idea, let's just start to rattle off some of those. And, um, you know, looking at short-term financing, this does make a lot of sense. And, and and it's, you know, it goes down the same path of why somebody might look at, you know, private lending um, or or any sort of alternative lending products is, is just the fact that short-term financing, this could make sense. And the biggest reason would be, uh, there's no penalty cost to break it. So it acts like a fully open term. So in the event that you need, you know, the funds for say three months to do a renovation or, or pay off, you know, some sort of a, a, a bill or or, in, or looking for a short-term investment or what have you, this could make a lot of sense because you can pay it right back off um, and have no impact on on penalty structure
1: couple other kind of items that would fall into that short-term bucket dean mentioned renovation which is huge again you know maybe you're doing a two hundred thousand dollar renovation but you only need 10 or 15 grand a week to pay your trades once you get that renovation complete and you have two hundred thousand owing on your line of credit a lot of people will elect to actually roll that into a mortgage so that's a feature Every bank's a little bit different, but most institutions will let you convert that HELOC into a fixed or variable mortgage, which could be better suited if you're in it for the long game. If you're renovating to sell, you might just want to keep it in the line of credit, pay a bit of a higher rate because you want to avoid penalties because if you were to convert into a mortgage and then sell two months later, you're going to hit either an IRD or a three-month interest penalty. So you got to kind weigh of your, weigh your costs there. Um, another big kind of piece on the line of credit is We always tell people when you're going through a purchase, if you have enough equity and down payment, or if you're going through a renewal or any type of a refinance, if you qualify, you should set up a line of credit, even if you don't need it. This is the beauty of the line of credit. If you were to go, just an example that I saw last week, uh, some clients of ours had quite quite a big bill owing to CRA and they didn't have the cash available, but they had a lot of equity in their property. If they had a line of credit set up, they could walk into the bank, draw that money out, no questions asked, pay off their CRA and move on. Now, because they didn't have that, we had to disclose that they owed CRA and the bank would not offer financing for that. So we actually had to go the private lending route. So having a line of credit set up, even if you don't need it, can be an awesome resource down the road because obviously life can uh, can throw curveballs at us and you never know what's coming. But I think the point of my comment is the banks don't actually verify what the funds are for if it's already set up and you're simply just drawing money out.
0: Yeah, great point. It's it's you know, and a lot of people could look at that as like a good safety fund, right? Having you know having those resources there for them down the road, should they need it for say you know a major repair to their home. We've seen floods occur, or, you know, and just recently in, in where we live, um, trees falling down on homes and and smashing the roof. And sure, of course, you got insurance and and whatnot for for emergency situations when it comes to your house, but. We all know how how some of these insurance companies work. Sometimes you got to get things done a lot quicker than waiting around for for an assessment or what have you. Um, but again, like you just don't know, especially going into especially going into this market that we're in. You know, potential job loss that's coming um well that's what's being predicted right we're seeing a lot of jobs being added right now uh given you know where you know the reports that just came out but job loss is going to come in these downturns and and being able to have that safety fund to to rely on uh and to get you through some some you know potentially tough times is is key and and to qual when you when you qualify for it like to your point at time of purchase or even looking at adding one to your mortgage now because you have a stable job and and in, you know you necessarily don't need it right now um but you know just establishing it while you can qualify qualify for it is as is, is ideal because when you know typically you know when you really need something like in the time of, of crisis and banks are probably not going to give it to you at that point in time so you might as well yeah. set it up now or it's
1: going to be slow as hell to get that money right usually start to back it's your three to four weeks minimum to get a line of credit set up or, or a refinance of any sort but just back to the point of like if you're going through the process of buying or refinancing or renewing, it doesn't cost you any extra money to set up a line of credit. And if you want to add that a year later, you're going through like legals and mortgage process and, and, and appraisals and everything else. So again, there's no harm in having that. The only kind of caveat to that, in my opinion, is if you are someone that doesn't really manage your finances very well and you think that you might just tap into that because it's available and you might spend money and go shopping and that's a very real thing. So if you're not the best with your money, maybe it's not a good idea. But if you're if you're pretty good at managing your finances, it's a it's an awesome kind of fallback to uh, to set up this last piece on the short term options, bridge financing. So you know, uh, an example, a client sold her property, she wanted to buy a new property. Um, It was too long of a gap to get your typical bridge financing from a bank. So we actually had to set up a line of credit. Um, Again, it was just the cheapest option. She was going to be paying the mortgage out in full. She was not going to have any type of financing once her house sold. So there was no penalties. The rate was a little bit higher, but it still made more sense than taking a mortgage. So again, anything short term is great. You know, we've had a lot of kind of comments about. You know, well, I, maybe I don't care about paying down principal and I just want to make an interest only payment so that it's as cheap as possible for me. Maybe that's like a rental property strategy, you know, more cash flow or just keeping costs down in general. That's, you kind of have to weigh the options at that point in time because it does depend on rates, right? So, like, if you were to compare a 7.2% interest only payment on a line of credit to maybe a 4.9% mortgage, fixed mortgage. It's very likely that your payments are going to be very similar, but you're paying zero principal on the line of credit. So I just don't want people to think that that's kind of a general rule of thumb that you can just take a line of credit, your payments are going to be cheaper. It it might actually not make any financial sense. So you do need to weigh your pros and cons just depending on where rates are at the time.
0: One of the other pros that I would suggest looking at when it comes to a line of credit is is the fact that it could be the interest may be tax deductible, depending on what you're using the funds for. So we've seen lots of people establish home equity line of credits um, in, in, in the form of it actually being connected to their mortgage, like the Scotia step, where as you pay down the principal of your mortgage, the funds can be readvanceable. And, and what that means is every mortgage payment let's say every mortgage payment is two thousand dollars and principal portion of that payment is a thousand dollars every month the the home equity line of credit is essentially growing by a thousand dollars meaning you can borrow those funds back out in the form of the line of credit and looking at where the tax where the where the interest may be tax deductible is you're taking those funds and reinvesting them into some sort of an investable asset like another property using the funds for a down payment as an example would be looked at I mean assuming you're going to rent that property out that would that would be looked at as a tax deductible investment um, so it's a great way to potentially make you know portion of your funds on your primary residence tax deductible which there's not really many options for that um that would be considered the Smith maneuver which we've we, you know we've had um, we've had the the Smith maneuver expert on our, our podcast in the past. And uh, that, that would definitely be something I would consider going back to if, if you're interested in that strategy, but that's a great that's a great resource to look at uh, from just a sense of you know trying to make your home your primary residence tax, tax deductible, which is a pretty cool uh, strategy.
1: Yeah, very good point. And I mean on the on the topic of purchasing investment properties, this is something that a lot of people don't think is achievable just because it seems so dramatic and out there. But you can like let's say you own a property and it's appreciated, there's equity there. You can typically, depending on the lender that you're with, leave your current mortgage in place so you don't actually have to refinance and break your mortgage if you have a good rate, and you can add a a HELOC or a second mortgage in behind. So a lot of times when we're pre-approving someone to get out there and buy their first or second or third rental property, we will go, unless they have cash, we'll go and set up a line of credit for them uh, on one of their properties, and just so that it's accessible because they're, they're well aware that they might find a property tomorrow or they might find a property in six months, right? And again, back to that whole cost comparison of interest, if they were to take on a second mortgage, like a mortgage, not a line of credit, that means they get the money deposited into their bank account from day one and they're paying interest from day one. So, you know, especially when you look at rates right now at five and a half percent, six percent, you don't want to be paying that type of interest on, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars for six months if you don't need to. So the line of credits, a great tool just to set it up. You have access when you find the property in three, four five months, you can draw it out. And then from there, you can convert that into a mortgage
0: if you want to. Yeah. I think the last piece I'll touch on when it comes to home equity line of credits is just comparing it to a construction loan. If somebody does is looking at doing a construction financing, project let's say they have a a home that they're renovating or or building a a home on a lot they may have a lot of equity in their current primary residence the ability to be able to pull those funds out to your point and 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 maybe not need them all now or or you're going to need them in in tranches as you do the progress of the construction you can look at the line of credit as a great option on your primary residence to pull funds out when you need them as you're progressing through a construction project opposed to doing a construction loan on the property you're you're building that is obviously going to play you know play into the tax side of things and then also a home equity line of credit rate would be a lot cheaper than a construction loan rate Uh, construction financing is typically going to be going through a commercial division of a, of a bank or, or, or institution. So those rates are gonna be higher. And if you have the equity in your primary or, or any other property for that matter, looking at a home equity line of credit could be a great option opposed to a construction loan. Again, the equity has to be there to be able to do that. Um, but certainly something to consider and, uh, and it really functions the same way as a, as a construction loan. A construction loan is essentially a line of credit and you're charged just the same way, interest only on the interest that you've drawn out. The, the biggest difference is just the fact that uh, they're, um, they're 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 going to be at a higher rate um, also construction financing when it's specific to that property is going to be based on the actual progress and and the draws are only going to be released as you progress so to have the flexibility of not having to deal with draw structure um, and just be able to kind of build it like you have your own cash could be very advantageous from a perspective of just getting a project to go quicker. And anyway, it's probably going a little too deep on on construction specifically, but uh, we've touched on that in the past as well. And that's maybe something we'll circle back on in the future.
1: Yeah, no, that's a really good point. The construction component is huge. And a lot of people underestimate that. and. You know, even I'll just go one piece on the construction. <clears throat> typically, when you are building, you need to have your down payment. You also need to have a contingency available in case there are overruns on the build. And a lot of lenders will look at a line of credit like a contingency if you have another property. So maybe you don't have the cash component, but if we can show you can get access, that will typically help you with a build. Um, but like Dean said, we'll we'll do another episode on construction completely here. Just last piece, I just wanted to reference. So, if someone goes and sets up, you know, they, let's say they qualify, they set up a million dollar line of credit on like a clear title property. We always suggest get as much as you possibly can, but there is a consideration that if you have a million dollar line of credit with a zero balance on it, 98% of lenders out there actually have to assume that line of credit has been drawn completely when it comes to qualifying. So, if that person wanted to go co sign for their kid or they wanted to buy a rental property, a lot of times that million dollar line of credit, although there's no balance, that's going to dramatically impact what you can qualify for. So this is something that's kind of thrown people off the rails a little bit. So anyone listening to this that has a line of credit or is considering a line of credit, it's not the end of the world. At the end of the day, if you're trying to do something else and your existing line of credit limit is is causing you challenges or hurdles, you can easily cap that line of credit. You can bring it down. As much as nobody wants to, you can bring it down. But another just really big tip I want to leave everyone with here today is there are lenders that don't look at it that way very very few I mean I think we have access to about three or four out of you know 50 or 60 that actually don't consider the limit they only consider the balance so if you've been declined at a different institution because of your credit limits um, there are other options out there and they're great options they're not B lenders by any means they're conventional lenders that just take a more common sense approach to applications
0: like that awesome so Let's just jump in through some of these, the, you know, the cons and, and things to be aware of when taking a line of credit, the negative side of it, uh, potentially, um, there's certainly items that you want to be aware of there, there's really easily, uh, a lot of these are really easily mitigated as well. So I always like to look at this as um, from the long term hold side of things or looking at this as a long term debt strategy. If you're pulling out this, you know, a home equity line of credit for the purpose of using the funds immediately and then holding that debt in place for the long term, long term being really anything north of eight months. So, so, you know, you have a balance on the line of credit for longer than eight months. Home equity line of credit is probably not the product for you. The interest, the, the higher interest rate that you'll pay on the home equity line of credit versus a mortgage product like a fixed rate or a variable rate. I'll use a variable rate because it's a it's a better it's a better product to compare it to for the purpose of anything around eight to 12 months. If you're gonna carry that debt for eight to 12 months, the variable rate product is gonna be a better product for you. Reason being is the, the difference in interest that you'll pay on the home equity line of credit, it will be far more than what the penalty would be to break the variable rate mortgage. So if you have a variable rate mortgage for say $200,000 versus $200,000 home equity line of credit, Uh, When you go to pay off the variable rate mortgage in 12 months time, you will be charged a three month interest penalty. But the cost of the three months of interest would be outweighed by the total cost uh, that you would have paid in the home equity line of credit, meaning you would have paid far more totally uh, from a total perspective than uh, the variable rate mortgage with the penalty. So something to look at from long term debt strategy. It does not make sense to take a home equity line of credit for long term debt.
1: Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, I mean, I think we've kind of covered a lot of pros and cons as we've talked through most of these items. Just one thing I wanted to to touch on from a a negativity side of a a line of credit, although we've touched on a lot of them already, lines of credit can only finance up to 65% of the property value. So, if you have a million dollar home and you only wanna have a line of credit, you don't wanna have any type of a mortgage, you're only gonna get 650,000 out of that property. There's no way to go beyond that. If you wanted to get to the standard of 80%, you just have to take a 15% mortgage, 65% line of credit. Um, And then last piece, qualification. So there's a couple different things on qualification. You are always gonna qualify for less on a line of credit than you will on a mortgage. Reason for that is when you're qualifying for a mortgage, the mortgage is gonna be stress tested, right? Which is 2% above your actual borrowing rate, but they're using a 30-year amortization. Some lenders are even using 35. When you are applying for a line of credit, they're gonna be stress testing that, but they're qualifying you over 25 years, right? Keep in mind, there's no amortization on a line of credit, but for qualification purposes, you are always gonna get less financing on a line of credit than you would a mortgage. And a lot of lenders, just because of the type of product, it's, in my opinion, a major flaw, some lenders won't actually allow more than two borrowers on a line of credit product, right? So a lot of times people, there's, there's four family members that want to buy, build, whatever. There are a lot of lenders that actually won't allow more than two people on a line of credit product.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So typically these, these products are also an open rate, uh, which means the lender does have the ability to raise the rate without notice at any time. It's very rare. I've actually not seen this occur in, in my career, but, Uh, if you read the fine print of almost any of these home equity line of credit products they do have that ability to do that at any time so something to be aware of um i probably wouldn't worry about it at all if you're in a product like this or you're considering a product especially when it's for the short term Uh, but they do have that ability to do so The other the other area I want to point out is I've seen a lot of clients take uh, like a man one product, which is uh, Manulife's uh, mortgage, where the mortgage is actually connected to the line of credit. Same with the Scotia step. We've seen clients take those products that have a real lack of discipline from managing their financing. So what typically happens with these with these mortgage accounts is like all their payroll and everything is coming into one account. All their bills are going out. And what we find is that uh, people that lack discipline or financial You know management when it comes to budgeting are usually spending more per month than they're earning because they have access to this line of credit that's tied to their account Uh, so if you find yourself somebody that needs you know rigid discipline and set up sets you know set up boundaries so you don't overspend this is not the product for you this is a product that you really have to be diligent um, from a budgeting standpoint
1: I think we've probably touched on everything that we can touch on in regards to a home equity line of credit. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we appreciate the uh, the views and listens as always. And you know, if if you like the episode, if you know of anyone that maybe has a line of credit or, or is trying to get one, uh, make sure they get a second opinion because it's not the product for everybody. Um, and again, we appreciate your guys uh, your guys attention and, and on these. And if there's any other topics that you'd like us to chat about, definitely let us know. And uh, we'll see you on the next
0: one.